Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Mavs, or as you now know it, Feltz and Toss. Raymond, big, big game here for the Celtics. They now have two wins to the Heat's three, going back to Miami. This is a series, game six. And maybe for Miami, this is game seven. What what are your initial thoughts on the Celtics dominating this game? They basically turned the game around on Miami. They yes. basically played the same way Miami was playing. Sharing the ball, not nobody really scoring a lot of points. Just a whole bunch of guys with about 15 to like 19 points. And, right. you know, just sharing the ball and playing together, playing defense. The way I know Boston can play defense and um, – Hitting shots. Said, yeah, hitting Hit. shots. Like you said, this is serious now. Like, you know, um, the pressure is back on Miami. Miami doesn't win this game in Miami next game, game six. That's a problem. Yeah. You know, because now you leave it up in the air for anything to happen when, you know, everybody felt like, you know, y'all went up, you go up 3-0, this series is over. But now, you know, Boston, you know, fights back, shows their resilience and just shows how special this team is um, to really make this a playoff series now. So, yeah, it's going to be this is going to be interesting. <laughs> Game six is going to be interesting. No, I mean, Derek White came to play tonight. Marcus Smart came to play. They both shot the ball tremendously well. I mean, you mentioned they basically had four guys that scored 20 points. Mm-hmm. You get 80, 80 plus points from four guys on good shooting. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking pretty good in the game, especially this Boston team that shoots, you know, as many threes as they do if they're going to shoot 40 plus percent at the volume that they're shooting 45 attempted threes a game, sometimes more that's, that's tough to beat. I don't, I don't care who you're playing at that point. Um, and they obviously dominated the turnover battle converted on those turnovers. Did you feel like Miami was really missing Gabe Vincent in this game? Cause I, I certainly felt so at least from a ball handling standpoint, I thought that a lot of guys got stuck after they had already used their dribble and we're looking for a bailout from a guy trying to get open from the wing. And when you have guys like Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown, who are elite in the passing lane, turned into a lot of fast break layups for the Celtics. But I thought I thought Gabe was missed big time. Oh, no question. You know, you ain't talking about Gabe, a guy that's playing at a high level right now for them. Highest so, level of his career. Yeah, so, you know, he definitely, definitely was missed 100%. Um, so, uh Spocious a great coach. Yeah. I know he's going to figure it out, but um, they definitely got to play better. I mean, it's that simple. You know, that, that wasn't a Miami team that's been playing this whole entire, you know, playoff series, not even just this one, just, you know, from the time they played Milwaukee. You know, that that wasn't the same team that I seen last – I mean, seen tonight. It was it was different basketball than I was weird. What do you think about – because they ran zone pretty much the entire first half. Mm-hmm. When you saw zone – were you just licking your chops? Was it like, all right, time to go? Because it, it, well, it feels like it's zone, it's beatable, right? When you have a team like the Celtics who can shoot that well, and that many guys on the they can go five out, and and truly each one of those guys can hit yeah. at a thirty five percent plus clip from three. No question. I mean, but then on top of that, like when I see zone, I feel like okay, they can't guard us, so they they're getting back in the zone just to, I don't know, basically stop us from you know, trying to run our offense and they just feel like they can't guard us. Right. Or you tired. So it could be a lot of that too. It could be a lot of Miami exerting a lot of energy, you know, and they're tired right now. 
they're really just trying – maybe they was trying to get the game six. Just like, man, let's play as best as we can. Let's play a zone. Let's not to try to exert so much energy, and let's try to close this thing out in game six. You know, I I don't know. I mean, it's just – the way they played tonight is just not Miami Heat basketball that I'm used to seeing. So, I don't know. I'm just trying to throw some things out there. <laughs> yeah. Do you, why do you think it's so much easier for an offensive team when they're matched up against the zone to get offensive rebounds? You saying why is it so easy? I feel like it's it's a lot easier than than man to man. I mean, but the like my head immediately goes to okay, if you're if you're a man to man, even if you're in help, you at least know where your guy is, so you know which guy that you potentially have to box out, right? Yeah. So in zone, zone a lot of cross cross matching happens, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's 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 definitely tougher to try to box out while you're in a zone and you're trying to play area. And what if there's two guys in your area who you gonna go box out? You know, now yeah. you got guys just running to the running to the to the um, to the basket trying to trying to go offensive rebound. That's kind of tough. But, well, none of them are as big as Robert Williams. Any like anyone on the Heat team isn't as big as him. So, yeah. do you do you think 146 series have happened where there's been a 3-0 lead? A team has never dropped the 3-0 lead. Does this feel like a <laughs> historical moment here? Uh, just gut check. It could happen, man. I mean, Boston, it's not they surprise me because I know how good Boston can be. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that, you know, like I said, they, they're coming back and playing the way they are, it wouldn't surprise me if they came back and won these series. It wouldn't. But I would be disappointed, though. I would be disappointed because I feel like Miami has been the better the better team in the Eastern Conference. They've been yeah. a better team. They've been playing better than everybody else. So I feel like they deserve to – you know, be Eastern Conference champs and go on and try to play for the finals. Um, but with that being said, I don't know. I just don't know if there will be a good matchup for Denver. Well, I don't know if either team is going to be a good matchup for Denver, to That's be honest. <laughs> I will say this, like, this Celtics team, as good as they've been in the last two games, this is not abnormal for them. Right. They've been like this the entire season where Up on any down. given night they can look like the best team in the NBA, right. but then the next night they look completely different. They should mm-hmm. have swept Atlanta. There was no reason that that series should have gone to six, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. They should have not gone to game seven, with Philadelphia. I mean, with Philly, yep. And I know James Harden had two unbelievable closes to games in that series, game one and game four. And that has a lot to do with why it went to game seven. Sometimes you just have to tip your cap to a guy, but I didn't feel like it, that series should have gone to seven mm-hmm. and they went down three Oh in this series. So to me, I, I looked at, and they've gone halfway there, right? They've, they've already won two games, but this is not the team that is proven to me that they have that mental fortitude to, to win, win four games in a, in a row. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Cause there's no telling who we might see coming up this next game six. Yeah. And if they honestly, if they play any way that they play, like if they have one of those those spiels where they're not a good team or they're not playing well, they're going home. <laughs> they're going home. Miami, one thing I know about Miami, they are going to come and come come and be ready to play in Miami. Like yeah. this game six, Jimmy Butler's gonna be ready to go. Everybody else gonna be ready to play their role, shoot shots, make shots. Bam is gonna play at a high level. This team is going to be ready to play because they know 
they can't afford to go back to Boston for game seven. So they best believe they're going to get the best of Jimmy Butler for this game six. So as a former Knicks player, mm-hmm. did you did you ha- hate both of these teams? <laughs> Not really. No. Nah. nah. I mean, Miami was good because yeah. that, that was the LeBron era. LeBron, D-Wade, and uh, Chris Bosh era when I was in New York. So, you know. It was some battles, but believe it or not, we beat them. Like when I was there, we beat Miami four to one, three to one that year. Like I felt like we was a better matchup for them in the second round. Well, in the um in the in the conference, actually no, in the yeah, in the conference finals. If we'd have beat Indiana that year, we'd be in the conference finals. Right. After the second round, like we was a better matchup for Miami than Indiana was. You know, I just felt like we was. All the way around the board, like we just we matched up better to them. And who knows what would happen? They might have beat us, we might have beat them, but just the way we played against them in that that regular season, I just felt like you know the odds the odds was in our favor. Better yeah, than, better than Indiana, should I say? But never like this is a good team. Good team because I was PG and Hibbert, Hibbert, David West, you know George George Hill, Lance, Hill. Lance Stevenson. Like they was they was good. It was really good. Yeah, but never like animosity to like the city. You did like, did you feel oh, yeah. that ri- that rivalry though? At least with with Boston though, because Boston and New York. Well, Boston was a big was a big rivalry. You're yeah, right. Yeah, it was a rivalry from the first time I was there. When you know, they, they all of them was together, the big three. Right. You know, the big three with Rondo, so the big four. You know, to me, Rondo was just as important as any of them. Crucial. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was it was it was some good battles with Boston. Um, there was some good battles with Miami. I mean, it was just it was just during that time, man. The, the game, the game was so loaded during that time, man. It was it was fun every night for real. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I was talking about it with one of my buddies. Like, when you look from 2000 to 2012, you have LeBron, Kobe, Dirk, Timmy D, Shaq, KG, Paul Pierce. D-Wade, like those guys that I just named, they're all top 25 players of all time. Yeah, Mello. Mello. <laughs> Carmelo. Yeah. NBA, NBA, so we'll get to him in a second, but I want to, LeBron, I mentioned, obviously. So Steve Nash. All those Steve guys. Nash. Yeah, like, you know, Steve Nash in the era with him and Amari, you know, down in Phoenix, you know. Yeah. It was, that was crucial. Them boy, they was good. With the Matrix, yeah, they were they know, were pretty Barbosa. good. <laughs> they were pretty good. Man, yeah, listen, man. <laughs> Phoenix was good. <laughs> they put up points too, man. What's Joe Johnson name? for a second on that Ooh. team too. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. What? So LeBron, do you do you think he's going to retire? No. Yeah. Not a chance. What? Like why? Why would he? I don't think he's going to end his career like that. Getting swept, I just don't think. I just don't think he'll do it. And if he do, then that would surprise me. But just him being the competitor that he is, it's late where you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Um, but him being the competitor that he is, no, I just I don't see him. No, I don't see him walking away from the game like that. No, I just I can't see it. So you think it's more to do with that? how this season ended then. Cause obviously like 
it's out there, right? In the ether that he wants to play with Bronny. Exactly. And Bronny's headed to USC. If he's a one and done, he'll be in the NBA by next fall. It's not by the following fall, right? Of, of 2024. That's not that that far away. That's one more season. But obviously the wear and tear of how long this guy's been playing basketball, the offseason is crucial. Another full NBA season is a lot. Mm-hmm. And then if they get to the playoffs, that's even more mileage just on your body in general. But to me, I think it's very doable that he can play with his son. Mm-hmm. Now, what so there's like two options, it feels like, because if that year in two years is his last year, hypothetically, he can either play with Bronny and force his way on to that team that, that drafts him. And we know that LeBron can do that. It's possible. They'll make it happen. He'll make it happen. Do you think he, or, or the other option is he has, he has his kind of farewell tour, right? Like, like Wade had, like Kobe had, like, like Dirk had, like so many guys have had. And for him, that's going to be really meaningful to go to all the different places that all the different teams that he's played against, say goodbye to the fans, not only the fans of those teams, but just LeBron fans in general. Mm-hmm. Um, say goodbye to the the coaches and players that he's competed against. Do you think he, he, he's going to separate that from Bronny as to kind of not overshadow like his son's first year in the league? I think it's something... Because he'll still play against him, right? He'll still play against him. I think it's bigger than Bronny. I think it's bigger than that because he wants to play with his dad. I think it's something they probably talked about in the house as them growing up, you know, and I think it's something that, you know, LeBron James is your dad. So, you know, a lot of things are going to get overshadowed because you Bronny Jr. But, yeah, you know, I feel like the kid has made a name for himself. You know, he's really good. Yeah. For, you know, and um, I think that, you know, that's part of life. Your dad is, you know, considered one of the greatest to play the game. So, you know, you got to deal with that. You, know, you got to deal with that, you know, he's going to get that shine no matter where he's at, where he goes. Yeah. So for you know, him, like knowing it's with you, yeah, knowing it's you know inevitable. Your, right. Yeah, you know right. your dad. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he, he's going to probably be happy. Like, you know, he, he is, this might be my first year in the NBA, but he's passing that torch to me. Like, right. He's going to play. And you've got a long me. career ahead of you too. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So I don't, I don't see it like that. I don't think Bronny would take it like that. And um, I wouldn't think that he would look at it like that. I think it would be like, man, I, I got a chance to play in the league with my dad before yeah. he retired. You know, I think that's amazing. Amazing. You think he could play to 45? I think he play as long as he wants to. Honestly, take care of his body, you know, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's just the way he plays and just the things he can do. I mean, he can turn out to just be a jump shooter. That's what I was going to say. What if, what if it passes the ball? Like (laughs) in two years, if he's a 40% plus shooter from three, Mm -hmm. like I, yeah, why wouldn't he be out there? And he just, uh, he doesn't have to hang in the post and he doesn't have to drive and take it as aggressively to the hoop as he typically does. No, he's a guy that can pass the ball so he can go on a good team and be a facilitator and not, you know, he already got the scoring record. So, right. you know, like you could just add on to that, you know, it's not like you're trying to catch anything. It's all about just 
passing time, playing a game you love to play, trying to win games and see if you can get on a good team and just be a guy that's like just uh, a facilitator. Like he can be uh, even better Draymond Green, should I say. Yeah. He can pass the ball. You know, he can shoot better than Draymond. You know what I'm saying? And he can, you know, still be a guy that you can give the ball to. He can go get a bucket for you, you know, especially if he's a guy that don't have to exert that much energy throughout the whole game. And then you got him in the fourth quarter. He can go go get a shot for you, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know. You know, I've seen a lot of things out there. Him, he can go to Golden State. He can go here. He can go there. So, you know, I, I don't know if he'll leave L.A., especially knowing that Bronny now is at USC. Yeah. Now, I, I feels. Yeah, it feels it feels pretty set in stone, and obviously nothing has been said yet. But just reading the tea leaves a little bit, this team is ready to compete. That they, they'll retool and and some of their rotation guys might change a little bit. We'll see what happens with D'Lo. I think that's probably the biggest question mark. But nah, biggest nah. question mark is Reeves. Can they keep him? To me, it's not a question mark because they have to resign that guy. Can they keep him? If they can't afford to give him the money that. Somebody else, there's no way this kid who who's not making big money right now, staying in law staying in Los Angeles, you know. Yeah. There's no way he can leave 30 to 50 million dollars on the table just to stay in LA. Unless somebody's making that up for him in in like endorsement deals. I just feel like don't I just feel like Palinka knows that he's worth it. That he well, I'm saying, do they have the money to offer him? Because what I heard is they only, they can only offer him about fifty. I'll give him seventy. I well, he's going to get eighty. He's going to get offered eighty for somebody else. He should. So he's he's a really good it. player. Yes, yeah, they're gonna have to match it. I mean, if Duncan Robinson get ninety five. He should get ninety five. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, what are we talking about? Well, I know, Duncan but like Robinson we're getting ninety five million. So, but we're also talking about that he shouldn't have gotten that though. Although I will say, but he got it. <laughs> I love watching that guy. I love watching Duncan Robinson play. No question, he can shoot the ball, and he's right. He, he's he's such a good cutter. During his during his playoffs, he, he's he's been himself again. Yeah, like, I don't know if he lost confidence for a little bit or what happened. For sure, you know what I'm saying, but now he's back to himself, and that's a that's another big reason of why they've been winning some games because he's been coming off the bench, lighting it up. Like he's yeah. been playing great. But Reeves is a better player. You know he's he he hits he hits big shots and wants to take big shots, and he can play. I like him on defense. He ain't yeah. scared of nobody. He don't back down from no one. No nobody. Listen, I love this kid. So I think this kid is worth. I think he's worth eighty to ninety some million dollars. Like, I mean, he averaged twenty points per game in the conference finals. He you could run pick and roll with him and AD. Like give that man ninety million and keep him there. Give him the bag. Thing. Give him the bag. Yes, he deserved it. He showed up when he was supposed to. He played good all year, and he showed up when a lot of people don't. A lot of people have good regular seasons, but when them game lights hits and that playoff starts, a lot of people fold, and he didn't fold. He, his game actually got better. Not not at all. His game the interesting thing about him, I think there was a team late in the second round that was going to draft him, and he said, don't. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the chips in my own hand. And then he went and balled out in the summer league for the Lakers because that's who he wanted to play for, or that's one of the teams that he wanted to play for. I don't think it was like Lakers or bust for him, obviously. But um, so he he likes this team, he likes this city. A guy that's built for that moment, 
I mean, they're going to love LA because that, that the, the, the stars shine brighter in LA. Listen, and he may take, and he may take 50. I'm just saying, I, I just heard that that's all they could offer him. I don't know how true that is. Yeah. You know, people put speculations out there. Everything but on everything. It would yeah. be crazy to, to leave $30 million on the table. That would be crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, it'd be crazy to do that. That young, that young, that young, and, you know, go get your money. Like, you deserve it. Like, if the Lakers can't give it to you, I'm sorry. You got to go. Right. I know, you, I know he liked the late show. I know he do. You know, the big lights. I get it. But... Or they gotta find a way to to get rid of some people, do whatever they gotta do to up that man money. You know, I don't know what they gotta do. Seriously. You think they're gonna yeah. come for uh for Kai in Dallas? You think that's real? I think it's a possibility. With them losing, yeah. I think it's a strong possibility. They're gonna get rid of some people. I think they I think they're gonna try to keep Dennis. The guys, the guys like like Dennis, they love Dennis. They're gonna try to keep him. Probably gonna try to, like you say, get rid of D Lo. Uh, can you keep Achimura though? I don't think he can keep him. He's good though. No, not if not if you want if you want Kyrie, no way. No yeah. way. He's in that trade. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm pumped. I'm I'm, I'm pumped. I mean, I Dallas. look, I love I, w- I want to watch Kai and Luca, obviously, but like if he gets moved, I like Achimura a lot. I watched him in the world games. When he was playing for Japan, and I was do like, you, "This guy is a baller." Do you let Achimura? Do you let Mamba? And do you let Reeves go for Kyrie? A big who can protect the rim and be a defensive anchor. Because that's what Dallas needs. A versatile three-four wing who can shoot, spot up, also get his own shot. That's what run Dallas the floor, needs. defend wings. That's what Dallas needs. And a combo guard that can play alongside him and run the bench unit. Yes, please. I- that's but what I'm saying is, do the Lakers let that go for Kyrie? Hey, Kyrie Irving, man. I, I understand that, but we just talked about we just talked about Austin Reeves now. <laughs> do you do? Are you willing to let? Because you know they they're saying that's what the Lakers is known for: letting right. go young talent, and then their young talent goes somewhere else and they bloom. So, do you let Austin Reeves go, who's been tremendous, tremendous for this team? Do you let Mamba, who hasn't had an opportunity to play, but we know his potential, we know his upside. Do you let that go? Long, seven-footer, can shoot. Can shoot, yeah. Definitely yeah. a shot, another shot blocker like Anthony Davis. Hook him horns, baby, yeah. Do you, do you <laughs> let him go? And Achimura, who I think is a, a really a really good upcoming three-man slash four-man. That's yeah. really good. And he can play defense, and he just – to me, he can play. I, li- I like his game. So, uh, to me, the to me, Dallas gets the steal out of that. I love Kyrie, and there's nobody in this league that can do the things that Kyrie can do when he comes to play. So, it's not like the Lakers is going to be hurting, but are you willing to give all of that up for one guy? Yeah, I, here's what I'll say about the Lakers, and I'm going to bring up our Dallas Mavericks in this comparison. Dallas Mavericks win the NBA championship. One of the most important pieces on that team because, and I want to, and then we'll, we'll transition to Mello with this. The team that was built around Dirk Nowitzki as the number one star on the Dallas Mavericks in 2011 was intentionally and perfectly crafted for him to make a long playoff run. Sean Marion, 3-4 versatile defender, one of the best defenders we've seen since the year 2000. 
Mm-hmm. Tyson Chandler, ultimate rim protector, lob catcher, rebounder, gritty guy that you can pair alongside Dirk, who, mm-hmm. as incredible as Dirk is, not a great defender, matador. You blow by me. That yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm I can't athletically keep up with you. That's that's who Dirk was on defense. Mm-hmm. Decent weak side blocker, actually. He had he had good instincts and great hands. So not not surprised by that. Jason Kidd, mm-hmm. veteran guard, size who could who could play. He can defend up positions up right. He can pretty much defend one through three, and not going to burn you on the defensive side because he's so smart. Deshaun Stevenson. Defender. You bring Jed off the bench for the extra offense. Like it's just the the team and Cron Butler like didn't even play that much because mm-hmm. he was hurt coming up Sto- coming back from an injury. Stojakovic. Stojakovic off the bench too, sharpshooter. Like it was just a incredibly crafted team. No, it was. No, you they had they had vets with a mixture of young with a little a couple little young guys, but not that young. You know, no. like throw in JJ, JJ Barrera in there. Right, right. He was fast, just get in the paint, just do stuff. Um, Brian Cardinal, just guys who just knew yeah. how to play. The custodian. Like, that, that was a yeah. that was just the ultimate veteran team, and it was like you say, it was picked to win right then. Like, and, and to if win, we don't win this to, year. We gonna break all of this up. And to help Dirk win, right? Yeah. Uh, acknowledging who their their number one, which like there was no question about it, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the Lakers who won in the bubble, and or the, the so the year after they win, Tyson Chandler doesn't get re-signed, right? And he goes to New York. Mm-hmm. He has an excellent year. Was he defensive player of the year that the, the following season? I think he might have been or runner up. Regardless, I'm trying, think, I'm trying to think. Was he defensive player of the year when I was with him? Was he? I know he made All Star game that year. I was, it was I, an All Star. Maybe it was a. Yeah, maybe it was an All Star. I know he he was defensive player of the year one year. It I think it was the year, the year after he left. There. I think yeah, it was the year, the year after he left the Mavs. The year before you got there. Yeah. Yeah, and then the year I got there, he made All Star game. There you go. So they let him walk. And then the Mavericks don't do anything for the next eight years, basically. <laughs> they do, but not to the level of success that not they had the, the previous year. The yeah. Right. The Lakers win in the bubble in 2020. They let Alex Caruso walk because they don't want to pay him. Who was an, a crucial element to that team because he had shooting, spacing, he could slash, and he defended the primary ball handler of the opposite team. I just don't think you can make the same mistake twice and let Austin Reeves walk. He's too important to the team this year that got to the Western Conference Finals who got knocked off by Nikola Jokic, who in my opinion right now is the best basketball player on the planet. And who, and who has a team around him that's built to let him and make him succeed. So I just, if you're the Lakers, like you can't let Reeves walk. That's how I feel. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Nah, I was just gonna say, but that's just that's gonna be a tough situation. If, right. You know, I just know how teams do. Well, you we got to win. I like him. You know, we don't want to lose him, you know, because he could be the future, but this is a franchise that wants to win right away. Yeah. They don't want to wait. So I don't know. I see a lot of franchises make those mistakes. So, okay, LeBron, not going to retire. Done with that. Uh, Carmelo mm-hmm. just did retire. And I saw a nice little video that the New York Knicks put together. Mm-hmm. Yours truly was uh, featured in that video. Uh-huh. Brought up the 
McDonald's All-American game that y'all played on the same team in. Yep. Um, we don't need to talk about the MVP of that game. Nobody cares about that Duke guy, whatever. <laughs> um, what did, Had you played against Mello prior to that in high school? Or just was that the first time you had been on the court with him? Oh, no. We played against each other at AAU, you know, camps. So, yeah, you know, yeah we, we, we know each other. Me, him, and Mari. Me, him, and Mari was like the two top, the top three players in our class, you know, that year. What did you think of him as a player back then, like before he gets to the NBA? It was the same way, man. It yeah. Was just smooth, can shoot the ball, mid-range three, get to the basket, uses his body, you know, knew how to use his body well. He knew how to post up. I never seen a kid that can post up the way he could at that age. Like, just how he played in the league. Yeah. He played like that in high school. It was funny. Like, he didn't change his game at all. He just got better. Like, he didn't change nothing. Like, he still would post up, face you up, you know, turn his back to you, whatever he wanted to do. That's the way he played in high school. It was crazy. It was funny, man. But, um, but yeah, did he still, I, did he yell about the rebounds back then the same way that he did when he got to the league? <laughs> nah, not like that. <laughs> <nah>. <laughs> Had to get the comp. A lot, of, a, lot of good, a lot of good memories, man. Like, like, like I put out in that video, like, we, we played in so much stuff together. Yeah. USA basketball in high school, like just camps, AAU, like just the battles, just just the grind. You know what I'm saying? Like just the grind, like from us being little boys to being grown men to going through the whole process of, you know, Mari went straight out of high school. Right. Mello went one year. I went three years. You know, me and Melo both got national championships in college. Um, man, the one thing I hate for him and for myself is not getting an NBA championship. Yeah. Because I feel like we both are winners. I feel like we know how to win. We right. both won at every level. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've won national champions. Actually, me and him won a national championship together at AAU. You know, we won a national championship together at AAU. I won state championship twice in high school. You know what I'm saying? He won a state championship he won a championship, I think, with Oak Hill back in high school. Right. You know what I'm saying? Then, you know, both of us getting those championships in college, you know, so just to not get to that point, you know, in the NBA just, I don't know, kind of just makes me feel like, you know, that I had a great career, 14 years. Listen, I can't complain from a guy from Little Lot of South Carolina. Like, look, I had an amazing career. I don't care what nobody say. Can't take that from me. I had a great career. I played 14 years in the NBA. Melo played 19. So just for us not to be able to get that, and I wish we could have got that together. And that would have been a story to to talk about, you know, three guys who played with each other since right. high school, played, you know, same McDonald's game, all of that. Yeah. You know, and all of us was on that same team with each other at that time when we was really good in New York. So, you know, that would have been the, the pregame five minute mini documentary before game three, right there. That's what it was. And the, yeah. You know I, what I'm saying? So that would have been fun just to, you know, get that championship with those guys, man, to be able to celebrate and just be able to just reminisce about, you know, where where it all started for all of us. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, proud of, proud of that dude, man. Melo, just from, you know, the way he grew, just the player he became and just the icon he became, you know, he's, Top seventy-five of all yeah. time, 
You know what I'm saying? So top seventy five. Well deserved too. He's gonna be a first ballot Hall of Famer. As he and, should. Um, yeah. So you know, just and that's a brother. You know, that guy's a a brother to me for for life. You know, it, there's whenever we see each other, it's like we see each other every day. I just saw him probably about maybe three three weeks ago in Atlanta at um the, the EYBL, and we probably hadn't seen each other for about maybe close to a year, maybe longer than that. You know what I'm saying? Just not seeing each other in person. Right. And it was like, you know, just hugs and like like we see each other every day. You know, so yeah. he's he's family, man. So it's just interesting to see what he's gonna do next outside yeah. of following Cayenne around and figure and watching his career grow. I like him. He's he's a good hooper, man. His son. Yeah, he can play. He can play. No, I mean yeah. NBA seventy five, six time all NBA. 2012-13 scoring champ. He was the USA Olympic all-time scorer mm-hmm. until Longhorn Kevin Durant had to surpass him. Ridiculous. 10-time All-Star. He had 14 seasons. You said 18 seasons. 14 seasons over 20 points per game. The guy, definition bucket. And he, he is. And I think, like, I bring up Dirk and y'all's team, your New York team, was really, really good. Mm-hmm. This is more... I guess talking about Denver, it's some with with the injuries that y'all sustained, that was tough, especially for Amari, obviously. But he's similar to Dirk in the way that he as incredibly advanced offensive player, but of course the biggest criticisms always came for him on the defensive side. And I felt like he never had a team around him that could that could have properly elevated him to get to the finals where then he could have done what he did best and scored 35 points per game. And I hope that people don't think less of him 10 years down the line, because he was for me, like y'all were playing. I was, I was watching as a, as a young kid. And I was talking to my dad the other day about it. Like when I, 2003, for young kids who are eight years old, like you had a choice, you had to make a choice. Mm-hmm. And your choice was of those three guys, LeBron, D Wade and Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. Who did you want to be like, who did you want to play? Like who was the guy that you were going to root for? Mm-hmm. And I was like the guy that just won, like the guy that just won, obviously the guy that just won an NCAA championship, we just cut down the net. So I, when I was, you know, eight years old, I was wearing 15 and I wanted to be like Carmelo. My best friend was a LeBron fan. And I was like, well, I don't want to do what my best friend's doing. So I definitely don't want to be a Bron fan. Um, and then a couple years into it, I, I will say, I will admit, I kind of, my allegiance changed a little bit to D Wade. I just loved the way that he played and he was a guard just like I was, but until he played Dallas. And then I was like, okay, I can't like this guy anymore, but I always had a soft spot for Melo. And I think aesthetically so much of it had to do with what you're talking about like the way he played the game to have what you're what you're describing as a post game young mm-hmm. a lot of guys don't even know how to play in the post anymore at all oh no 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 everybody wanted to just shoot threes and high he had the high post he had the jab work mm-hmm. the jumper is looks as good as anybody's jumper that i've ever seen well i mean you know just to go back to what you were saying earlier you know when you got a guy that is that high volume of a score, you don't look for him to play no defense. Right. So people talk about that, and it's like that's not what he's out here for. We're not we're not bringing him out here to get stops. 
You know, you you left that to me. You left that to Iman Shumpert. Yeah. You, know, you left that to Tyson. You know what I'm saying? Like guys who, you know, was going to play defense. We didn't need Melo to do that. You know what I'm saying? And what, what hurt us is we had some key guys go down that just right. hurt us. Melo was, wasn't wasn't 100% in the playoffs. Yeah. JR had knee issues in the playoffs. You know, Melo had a shoulder injury in the playoffs that he was playing through. Tyson was 100%. You know, J.K. was banged up playing all those minutes all year. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it was just like we just – we became unhealthy at the end of the season, and it was unfortunate. You know, because right. we were still good enough to beat Boston, but with a banging team like like Indiana, they was just physical. It was physical. They was just – they was beating us up. Those guys wasn't, you know, 100%. And, you know, I just wish, you know, Amari was never really healthy that whole year. Right. Like, I don't know. I just wish. I mean, that's how hard we, it is. That, that team, exactly. And that's how it happens every year. You know, do you think, you think Milwaukee just, expected to, to lose Giannis? For, for two, two games? games? No chance. No. For two games? Like, no. They didn't oh, Chris that. Middleton last year? No, they didn't expect that. You don't so put your team space. together expecting those things. Gabe Vincent goes down. K-Love missed some time. Oladipo's out for the rest of the playoffs. Tyler Hero is not coming back until the finals if they get there. Like, And guess what? They lost two in a row. Like, Gabe Vincent matter. Like, we were talking about at the beginning of the show. So, is imagine multiple guys getting hurt, not just one. Back? They need him. I, I, I imagine so. What did he do? I don't even, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know. I didn't know he was out. Um... I don't know, man. Like, it's just, you know, th things happen, you know, just like with Denver. You know how I many years Denver been going through that same pain? Right. Being a good team, but, you know, Jokic's kind of wheeling them through for the last two years. You know, that's why he was MVP the last two years. Should have been it this year. But um, that's, that's I'm going to just say that, but I don't care. You know, yeah, I think he should have gotten three years in a row. Um, But. Ankle, so, by the way, ankle. Oh, okay. But to get everybody back healthy, to know that Jamal Murray is your guy, and to stick with him through that injury and wait till he gets back 100%, that shows that a, a franchise really loved you and really wanted you and really believed in you. Now, that's a story right there that I love. And I, and I love the different Nuggets for that. The fact that they, they stuck with this guy and say no. We're not going to try to trade you or try to get rid of you. We're going to wait till you get 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 back from this injury. Right. We're going to go through these growing pains. We're going to get better as a team. Everybody else is going to get better. And we're going to add that missing piece, which was him, which was Michael Porter Jr., which was Aaron Gordon, which is Caldwell Pope. Yeah. Like, Bruce Brown. Guys, Bruce Brown. <laughs> Drafting guys Bra Braun. Yeah, Christian Braun, Brown. I like Braun, too. To put guys around Jokic and Jamal Murray together, to put the right pieces around them, to let them flourish and do what they do best. I think Denver Nuggets did an amazing job and yeah. deservedly, deservedly so, be the first time in their history to win this chip. Unbelievable for them that, that they, oh, man. it's incredible. I can't wait if, you know, when they get it done, which they will just the conversations that will pop up in NBA media 
and Jokic just about where he is in the <laughs> in the upper echelons of players. I mean, he's incredible. He's he's so talented and he plays the game the right way. I mean, you talk about it all the time. And you know, you talked about it in college, how you and Mello and in high school now I'm learning, which is epic, that you you learn how to win. Mm-hmm. You like LeBron has as much experience getting to the conference finals and the finals as anyone. Anyone. And you learn every time you do it, you learn new things mm-hmm. and new ways to to get better and to develop. And I think just people forget that. And they also kudos just to the organization of the Nuggets for not putting too much pressure on their president of basketball operations, their coach Mike Malone, and letting guys get back healthy. Because a lot of times what happens is there's so much external pressure that then things have to be changed and you you, you disrupt fired. you disrupt no the reason. flow. Yeah. Like you fired Doc Rivers because James Harden and Joel B had a bad game. What did he do wrong? He got his team there. He won games when Joel B was out. You know, granted, James Harden went off, but that's what these players are supposed to do. This is what y'all paid them 30 plus million dollars for a year. So when these two guys don't show up and he gets fired, how's that fair? You know, every 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 coach is good as his players, right? As good as his players, as good as, you know, you know. Well, something's got to change. The coach is always the first guy, right? Yeah. They get the. Yeah, but yeah. You're right. That is just, that's that's the sucky business of coaching and of they, the NBA life. The one thing I'll say about like the good thing for the coaches is he's gonna get a job somewhere else. Like when you get when you get into the NBA as a head coach and you've been there as long as Doc has, Monty yeah. Williams, Nick Nurse, like these coaches for the most part are not, hey, you got fired, hey, you're out of the league and you're never coaching again. Right. So thankfully they can still go get another job. Um now, if the Celtics lose, it'd be interesting to watch and see what happens with Joe Missoula because he might get, he might have to go get an assistant position somewhere before he can go be a head coach again. But maybe that's what he needs. I don't know. Or maybe they get it done. But if they get it done, you think they get look, rid of? You think it's not because of, of him, it's not because of him that they get it done. Like you said, you it's because of the guys of out there. Fast? You think they get rid of him that fast just because he didn't win his first year coaching? I think it's a little unfair, but I also think this is a team that has been to the conference finals three years in a row. Like they went to the finals last year. Then you gotta then you gotta switch you gotta switch some things up with some players. Maybe it's not the coaching at this point. I'm just saying, like No, I I don't think they you you're absolutely right. They don't have an excuse know. if they lose to this heat team. They really don't. Like yeah, they, their team's too lose. good. They have too much talent. Yeah, they're gonna lose though. I'd be very surprised that they win two more. But it could happen, but I'd be very surprised. Being well, a team four lose. four times in a row is difficult. Tough, very tough. Tough. Yeah. Well, I I love hearing about you and Mello back in the heyday, and then I'd be remiss if not just mentioning that then y'all, you know, join forces once again in Oklahoma City, and uh-huh. that th- at that point you guys are established veterans, both over thirty. What what was it like when y'all? got back together in Oklahoma city. And at that point, like being in the locker room with young guys. And of course the, the star of that team, quote unquote, not quote unquote, Russell Westbrook. It's, mm-hmm. it's Russ's team. Yep. Um, PG comes over. 
PG had a tremendous season that year. He ended up like top five in MVP, one of his best years of his career, which is saying something. Guys had a hell of a career. What happened in that first round? What happened? Because that was a young, that was a young kid that was the best player on their team on on the Jazz. Right, and honestly, like I'm not the type of person who make excuses, but Utah's a tough place to play, and you know those guys was good. They jumped on us, and you know made it a series, but we fought back. Yeah, you know, and Game Six we should have won. Game Seven we going back to Oklahoma. They don't beat us. You know, it was it just it wasn't gonna happen. They weren't gonna beat us. So you know, Rudy Gobert gets switched off on PG. PG makes a move, pump fakes. This man jumps all the way up in the air off his feet. PG waits, bumps his body as he's going up for the shot. Boom, yeah. throws it up. No call. That's what. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, they they say like you know referees, you know dictate the game they cheat they do things i'm not the one gonna be out here go try to put that out that they cheated but that was a bad no call you know i'm not gonna say they cheated i'm not gonna say yeah well at the time like the rule the rule change hadn't been made where you can't you can't jump into them that that's a foul for uh, grown up that's that's every time but that's a foul now yeah even if i mean this man left his feet like he literally thought PG was going to shoot that three. Right, he's in the landing zone when he comes back down. We yeah. needed a three. Like, we needed a three. So, the fact that he came up and pump fake and Rudy Gobert jumped like he really wanted to block this shot. Like, even today, that's still a foul because you got this man all the way off his feet. Like, he, to the point where he's out of control because he's right. really thinking he's going to block his shot. So, <clears throat> even if you do throw your body into him, that's a foul today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like some of them, like some of those plays, these guys just be just doing extra stuff. Like a guy jumps and jump to the side of them and they take their whole body and just throw it all the way over here to try to throw up a shot there. Yeah, that's not a foul. <laughs> but when you get a man in the air like that, like that's a foul. So that was that was a tough loss for us, man, because I felt like we was good enough, you know, to advance and, you know, maybe make some havoc. Yeah. I mean, even more to what we're talking about before, like the margins are razor thin in the playoffs and like one, one call like that or one mistake or one missed shot from a guy who normally makes it like mm-hmm. changes everything. It hurt, man. It hurt. And I've been, a, I've been a part of some good teams, man. And so it just, it just hurts to, you know, just lose, you know, my first, my first four years in the league, like, I got drugged with the Bobcats. After that, I made the playoffs every year to the end of my career. Except for one year in Portland. So mine is that. So my first four, then another, you know, 10 years after that. Only one year out of that, I didn't make the playoffs. Two years. Two years. One year with Portland, one year with the Knicks. Because my second year back, with the Knicks, we didn't make the playoffs. After that, that good year we had, the next year we didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, so it was like say so y'all won like like thirty something games that year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a so tough we, year. We didn't make the playoffs that year, so um, 
So yeah. So basically, out of my career, what's that? Eight, eight years, eight years. I was in the playoffs. Six, I wasn't. So you know, I take that. I take that all day. You know, just being able to just, you know, be on teams where you're playing for something. Right. You know, because I started off my first four. We we weren't playing. We was playing for something, obviously, but we wasn't good enough to to make nobody's playoffs. We talked. Did about you? Did you feel games. like? Yeah. Did you feel like that helped? Like just thinking back on it, do you feel like it helped you or hurt you? Because in a way, I could imagine that like you get a lot more opportunities to kind of find your game even more. Not that you didn't mm-hmm. know what kind of player you were and, and who you were as a basketball player at that point, but mm-hmm. different when you're getting into the NBA than how you played in college, obviously. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I imagine you're like, well, I see what those other teams are doing and like, well, I want to be there too. You get more perks and you, you you get more, you know, you get more perks, you get more TV games, you get more, you know, more opportunity, more experience to, you know, for better your career, you know, when you're winning, when you're in playoffs and those type of games. And, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what happened with D-Will and CP. You know, I went to an expansion team where we wasn't that good. Right. Both guys get drafted to teams that was already established. You know, CP, you know, adding him to that team made New Orleans Hornets at that time made them good. You know right. what I'm saying? So he did some great things there. And that's how he, you know, built his his career, built his name. You know what I'm saying? But D-Will, he goes to Utah. Utah was already an established, good organization. You know, I put in Jerry Sloan. Right. You, know, you put him in that mix – young point guard that can really play, you know, he thrived. Yeah. A couple of, couple of big white European guys that can play too. (laughs) No, it was good, man. Karolinko. Mehmet Okur, dude. Karolinko Okur. Yeah. (laughs) It was good, man. But um, Carlos Boozer, like, it was was stacked over there, man. It was stacked. But, you know, this this is sometimes, man, it's all about where you go. I've seen guys get drafted high and – just didn't work out for him. I seen guys who draft who get drafted low and get put in a great situation and things just flourish for them. You know, it's just sometimes it's all about the positioning and where you go. You know. Do you do you like do you think the term do you think the term bust is like legit? Like is that because people say bust, but listen man, if you blessed to play in the NBA. If you blessed to 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 walk across that stage and shake, you know David Stern's hand back in the day when I came out, right? Or now shake Adam Silver's hand. Listen, that's a blessing. Oh, like people talk about bust this, bust that, and I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what sells on TV. That's what people like to talk about. You got to talk about something negative because that's the only thing that's exciting. I get it, but just the respect that I have for my colleagues, the respect that I have for other professional sports. If you're able to get in and play a year, to me, you ain't a bus. You know, you're considered a professional. You're right. considered a pro because you know what? There's a lot of other people, including some of the, probably some of the damn people that's talking shit. It's probably a lot of them that never got an opportunity to do that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So like, I don't look at it. Like they talk about Kwame Brown, that man, like you say, I played 10 years. I'm yeah. a bus, you know? So it's like, you know, people say what they want, man, but you know, it's, it's very few that gets to put on that Jersey. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I like I I've used the I use the word, but I also if I'm going to use it, I acknowledge that like context is everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. like you said, well, who's I mean, who's drafting you? Like I, I would say, like I would. Greg Oden got hurt. Greg Oden got hurt. Like that's not his. Look at the the Bennett kid. Yeah. Was at UNLV. Yeah, I mean he's a bust. Okay, but to me, he was the number one pick, wasn't he? Yeah. By the Cavs. Yeah, I'm talking about number one pick. Who get who? who, What's a lot of people that can say that? Oh yeah, oh, I mean, like you know what I'm saying, like yeah, yeah, I was yeah. No one picking the draft, like you know. Whatever. I mean, I hit six oh, threes. Man. I hit six threes in a row. You didn't shooting. do nothing when you got in there. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. But you know, I still got something under my belt that you don't. Right. You know what I'm saying? And no, no, no. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, like I, I went to the gym and shot the other day and I hit six threes in a row. That was a great day for me. You know what I mean? Like that, like <laughs> that's why I said context matters. Like well, yeah, no, the guy is an incredible basketball like, player. No doubt. Like I just feel like when, when, when the, the word bust is used, it's like, you know, and I, this is what I try to teach my young guys now is that these guys got in a situation that got comfortable and they didn't know how to work. They didn't know how to train themselves to get better, you know, understanding what it takes to be a professional, what it takes to be in this NBA, because you got over a thousand plus people coming in every year trying to steal your spot. Now more than ever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to get better in this summer? How are you going to come back with something different? Like, you know, what are you, how, how hard are you going to work? You know what I'm saying? Like, like this with the younger generation, and that kid is a young kid, you know, like he never got better to me. I feel yeah. like he played the same way he did in college, the way he was able to dominate. But now you're coming up against guys who are just as big as you, just as athletic as you, who can jump, shoot, run, like all these things that you was able to do at a collegiate level that made you special. But now you're up here where everybody's like that. So what are you going to do? Right. To fit in. What are you going to do to get better? And he never could figure that out. Well, and like and like you said with Carmelo, like a lot of those moves he already had, mm-hmm. but the efficiency, being able to hit that shot eight mm-hmm. times out of ten instead of six mm-hmm. times out of ten, like mm-hmm. those were on, on his body because you know Carmelo right. was was a skinny six seven guy. Yeah, you know, but well, and and also work on your body as your body changes too. Yeah, exactly. So as he got better. As he got older, he got better. He got bigger. So right. now those jabs and those body blows to your chest was hurting. <laughs> so he and he was aggressive. Melo was an aggressive scorer. So when he hit you, boom. You know, you know. Paul Pierce talks about it. I heard Paul Pierce talk about it the other day. How Melo was like the toughest guy to guard because he used to hit you. It right. used to hurt to play against him. Cause he was attacking you and he was hitting you with that body right here. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like, you know, like, I don't know. It's just a difference. It's just a work ethic. And I think just, you know, my era, my era and before me, like just knew the, just knew the way to work. We just knew how to work. We knew how to grind. We knew how to get in the gym and just get at it. You know, I think now more so these kids now just, you know, some of them, not all of them, some of them work now for the likes yeah. on Instagram. Well, that's what I was going to say. It starts, I imagine, with putting the blinders on and yeah. getting rid of 
all the other stuff, the distractions that are here that are so available to everyone. And for kids these days, like growing up with that in your hand, well, hours of the day, you're, you're there, right? You're look, you're there. And that's, that's where it starts. Being but AAU coach, I deal with that so much. Yeah. Everybody want to post the good stuff, but let's, let's, let's post these turnovers that you had at the end of the game. The reason why we lost, you know, we ain't gonna post that though, but we're going to post all the good stuff that, you know, that ball, ball or TV or ball, ball life, ball is, ball is life. life. Yeah. You know, these people are posting on you and talking about such a great kid is a great talent and this and that. And granted, that's good. I love that for the kids. I love them to get that publicity. But me, I'm a type of coach. I don't care about none of that. I care about the fact that they're showing all these highlights. But then when the game got on the line, you made you made two turnovers that cost us the game. Now let's talk about that. Now let's watch that on film. You know? Yeah. Right, so I'm going to praise my kids all day. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to tell you. I'm proud of you. I'm going to tell you y'all did a great job. But when you mess up too, oh, I'm going to let you know that as well. There you got go. To. I mean, I got to because I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not doing my job as a coach. I'm not making you better if I'm sitting here just praising you, praising you, praising you, but not making you better because you out here still making stupid turnovers when the game is online. Like, you know, that's 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 when you show me what type of play you are, not in the flow of the game when the last three, four minutes and the game gets tough. You know, who can be that guy to go make shots? Who can be that guy to make plays to win? You know, so... I don't know. It's just it's just interesting to just to kind of grow with this generation now. You know what I'm saying? It's just to be able to just teach and yeah. make, make them understand that, you know, it's not always about the highlights. It's not always going to be pretty. But if you win, I promise you, everybody is going to eat. And that's the one thing that these kids don't understand. It's all about them, individual, individual. You know, my highlights, my this, I did this, but we lost, <laughs> you know? So, no. There you go. Some wise words from Coach Raymond, who's got attorney this weekend. Good luck there. Where, where are you headed? Appreciate it. Memphis. Memphis? Memphis. All right. May Hoops. May Hoops Championship. So. There you go. Well, good luck to the squad out there. Thanks for hopping on. Uh, you know, congratulations once again to Carmelo for an incredible career. And we can't wait for the the second act. Uh, we'll be back next week, maybe maybe the following. We'll see, but we'll we'll know our finals matchup at that point. Uh, yeah, that's it. Felts and toss. We out of here. Thanks, Raymond. All right, man. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.